Remember, as you're enjoying this fabulous podcast of the radio show, you can also get the Armstrong and Getty One More Thing podcast and Armstrong and Getty Extra Large, our long-form interviews, available via the iTunes podcast app and the iHeart app. is the problem. Calm down, get a little less politically correct, and I would say, you know, love everybody. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. This is a freak show. An intergalactic freak show. What do you make of that? It's about right. I keep telling my colleagues uh, that this is the new normal. God help us all. Hold on a sec. I'm going to get me a beer. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. All of those ideas, people say, oh, Bernie, they're so radical. They are extremely American people. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. (laughs) I'm not sure that's fair. It's, It's not. It's not good. What? It's not moral making fun of the elderly just because they gurgle. Well, is that... I mean, someday you'll be gurgling, too. Is that relevant to the number of votes he'll get? I think it is. Um, well, I'm hearing rationalizing here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. You'd have made a good Nazi. Hey, <laughs> hey, you get out of here. Wow. I'm sorry, Heckler's in the studio. How'd we get there so fast? We'll not have that. Live! Live from Studio C. Senor! A dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the... Ah! What the hell happened? I'm trying to button those little buttons on my oh, dress shirt. Oh. Sleeve boy. <laughs> Sleeve boy. Sleeve boy. There's nothing I hate more than buttoning the little buttons on a dress shirt. Ah! <laughs> it's impossible. Wow. And why are they there? I'm rolling up my sleeves because I'm a regular guy. Why are those little buttons there? To hold the sleeve together so you don't show the embarrassing under forearm area. They're impossible to button. I assume the wealthy... I assume Trump or yes. Chuck Schumer, whoever, they have somebody to button these buttons oh, for yes, them in the they morning. have a sleeve boy. Sleeve boy, come, button my sleeve for me. So annoying. Anyway, today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Laura Logan. Why is Laura Logan our general manager? Prominent uh, journalist, of course, CBS correspondent for many years. CBS is, what is she, chief foreign correspondent? Yeah. Yep. Friend deal. of the Armstrong and Getty show. No doubt. We have her who, personal cell phone number. Indeed. Um, she w- w- was on a podcast the other day and just let loose and blasted American media for dropping all of its standards and becoming uh, a giant, uh, you know, cranker out of editorials and no longer objective reporting. And she uh, mentioned that she's committing career suicide, but doesn't really care anymore. And so we said, Lara, darling, come on uh, with us. Let's talk about this. So we'll be talking about uh, uh, the state of American media, among other things, at length with Lara Logan. Today. How's that TV show of yours going? Yeah, not so great. Um. <laughs> And then airing uh, big chunks of it uh, for you. You know what's the most interesting thing I've heard today in the news? And just came across this. This was just kind of the throw-off in some shows. That's kind of what we're going for. So that'd be super. What is it? I'm really enjoying this whole back and forth between McCabe and everybody else of what actually happened. Yeah, really interesting. There's some good Trey Gowdy stuff. He does somebody mm-hmm. somebody ain't telling the well, truth. Well, obviously somebody's not telling the truth because he has a different story than James Comey. He has a different story than Rod Rosenstein. And he's some of the people that he quotes as being on his side. 
the whole 25th Amendment conversation, that was the bombshell out of the 60 Minutes story, right? A, a rare two-segment 60 Minutes story. The 25th Amendment being the highlight of the story, leading ver- various legal scholars and politicians to go back and forth on whether that's okay or should have been done, or whatever, is not in the book. Right. It's not in the book. Right. He doesn't even stand by it enough to put it in the book. So either he or his publisher or 60 Minutes or all three of them really out of line, making that the focus of a story. Uh, I'll choose A. I don't even know what choice B is. but <laughs> Publisher or the 60 Minutes. Yeah, but, but, one of them or but, both of them. How, how was that the discussion of the nation? It's not, it's not, it was such a throwaway. It wasn't even a big enough deal. I didn't even put it in the book. What? Right. right. He said he what? brought it up so casually and it was such a brief conversation. It wasn't worth putting in the book. Okay, well, that was the focus of the national conversation for the last 48 hours. And 60 Minutes is, you know, the the clip they played all weekend long of why we should tune in. That's extraordinary. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh my it's, God. it's it's uh, exemplary. It, well, that's that's not the right term. It's it's uh, illuminating. It's enlightening. It wasn't a big enough deal to even put in the book. That's how little he stands by that whole thing. Hmm, let me think now. Why might Lara Logan be blasting her colleagues in the media for completely leave, losing their minds? There you have it. You know, we should ask her specifically about that, maybe, since she was, you know, a prime 60 Minutes correspondent for many, many years. On the the most important TV news show in the world. Yeah, yeah. And and I think we're getting her right at her to hell with it all. Stage. I'm really worried some lawyer is going to tell her to, to to calm down a little before you talk to any more media. I hope we get her on before her lawyer tells Hansen, her. Hanson, get uh, Lara Logan on the phone and just babble at her for as long as you can keep her on so the phone. Her lawyer just to tie up the lines. So her lawyer can't get through. Hopefully she doesn't have call waiting. <laughs> um, let's introduce everybody on the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing great. Uh, yesterday, I got tele- two televisions hung in my house, and um, I'm feeling rich and, and and feeling good. And I think I'm going to add some jets and make my you know my bathroom, my bathtub, wow. like, sort of like a hot tub or something. Now I'm thinking I gotta I gotta go all out, you know. But you're going to hire people to do all these things? You should learn to do it yourself. I, it's fun. I know. You could go on YouTube and find all kinds of videos tell you how to do it. Yeah. Fun. Fun. <laughs> yeah, get yourself the garden tub of uh, affluent suburbia. The inevitable, the obligatory garden tub. In every home over 2,700 square feet built in America today, used on average 1.2 times per year. I don't even know what a garden tub is. It's the big tub. Well, I don't. It's, it's a tub. It's, it's it's like the big tub. Usually has jets in it. It's like it built into the house. And Do you plant things like in it? <laughs> Feel it free. A, is it you a, might as well. Memories. That's my point. <laughs> is it a jacuzzi or is it for bathing? Uh, both. But, but do people it's think a they're... vessel you, with water? You can put goldfish in there if you want. <laughs> but, but do people think they're baths in it? Uh, is it for something? It's I think it's, a, it's mostly it's uh, it's for the classic scene of the the beautiful woman with the suds on the top and the candles and and perhaps the paper book and the sh- the leg out and that uh, or you know I'll, I'll jump in it once or twice when I, my back is killing me but uh, yeah it's I just got to run in the mill bathtub. Mm, which is sad. Which isn't long enough for me to. Wouldn't, I couldn't lay down in it if I wanted to. So sad. Um, there is positive Sean who's this smiling. Is, this is the income inequality Bernie Sanders <laughs> was talking about. Positive Sean, how are you this morning, Sean? Doing very well. I stumbled across a a bit of a life hack a, a month or so ago. What initially I I thought was a great inconvenience 
has turned out to be fantastic. Uh, and I think it, it really uh, will become more and more useful as the economy goes more and more subscription-based service things, things where you're paying $5 a month and, oh, what? how many of these things am I actually subscribed for? Um, uh, misplaced my debit card, the thing that I have all these things attached to. So I had to, hey, I need a new card. Send me a new one. And it was a big pain because, you know, sometimes things get across the mail, et cetera, et cetera. Well, since then, I've gotten a bunch of emails from things that I didn't know I was subscribed to. Hey, hey, just a friendly reminder. Why don't you uh, update your credit card information for such and such dot whatever? I'll bet that is very true. And now I'm like, well, oh, great. I didn't need that. Now I don't need to renew it. Perfect. And Mm -hmm. I I think I'm going to actively do this every several years. (laughs) Just intentionally report my card stolen. Something slipping by I don't even know about. Yeah. God, it's so easy to sign up for a five ninety nine a month something or other that seems like a good idea at the time. Oh, yeah. So easy to do. Oh, yeah. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. We've got a celebrity birthday today, and as an aficionado of the hip-hop, I am pleased to let you know singer, <laughs> actress, and fashion designer Rihanna turns 31 today. Rihanna's net worth, $270 million. Really? Holy yes. cats. Wait a minute. Almost $300 million. Yes. You, you throw around a lot of people's net worths on their birthdays, and there's a lot bigger, I thought, stars than that. But. Right. I'm always I'm always amazed when I'll go to look is somebody she, up. Um, and... Is she one of those people that has, like, a fashion brand or yeah. something? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. I keep hearing or reading that you can't make money the way you used to being a, you know, selling music because nobody buys albums. I think but, there, uh, there's probably a tiny, tiny, narrow band of people who sell zillions and zillions of downloads, and it, it amounts to enough, and she's probably on that list. But right. most of your super rich people, like her, Taylor Swift, whoever, also have like the makeup line and right. the, clothing, the, yeah, yeah, the fashion thing yeah. going, yeah. which is why you have to be a model to be a successful musician, I guess. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Wednesday, February 20th, year 2019. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's leap into action now officially, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here's the beginning of the show at Mark. I have never, I have heard Adam on a number of occasions say that he is the third eye, third eye raven, has evidence and seen things nobody else has ever seen before. But I've never heard him ask, uh, what is it? What is the evidence of crime that you have, Chairman Schiff? So, Trent Gowdy, he believes that McCabe did not brief the Gang of Eight, as McCabe has been saying, I think to get himself out of trouble for some things that were on 60 Minutes or in his book. Wow, I just heard McCabe on MSNBC specifically, detailed, categorically describing briefing the Gang of Eight. So, he is just really out and proud lying. Or Gowdy's wrong. Right. I am fully aware that there's probably better clips from Trey Gowdy from that interview, but I had to play the one where he references a Game of Thrones thing with the three-eyed raven. Oh, yes. is that what that yeah. was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. Okay. Maybe that was some old southern expression that I was not familiar no, with. No, the three-eyed raven was the last green seer, souls, right? a human living amongst the children of the forest. Oh, and, uh, Lord, somebody who can oh. see Spoiler beyond alert. times. And, <laughs> Spoiler yeah. alert! More on that coming up. Trey Gowdy, not Game of Thrones. What are other headlines, Marshall? <laughs> well, as you were mentioning, controversy continues swirling around former FBI Deputy Director McCabe's supposedly explosive claims. I'll tell you what, now that I know that part isn't even in the book, that is amazing! Yeah. That's amazing! Kentucky high school students at the center of the standoff files a multi-million dollar suit against the Washington Post. And the FDA is warning about the dangers of youth blood infusion. Don't you you ruin my party. That's our favorite. The blood of the young, that's my plan. That's our favorite story. That's really my only hope, is that whole youth blood infusion thing. 
How does mailbag look? Oh, it's very nice. We have uh, a terrific freedom-loving quote of the day from a North Carolina farmer. Fantastic. Regular guy. There you go. So much stuff to catch up on on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Players signed the largest contract in the U.S. sports history yesterday for the San Diego Padres. $300 million over 10 years. That's a tremendous amount of money. Yep. And yet teachers get paid what they get Oh, paid. stop it. And you thought I'd throw that in yeah, for, the, right. for the dumb people out there. Yeah. I hope you enjoy that, <laughs> my dumb friends. <laughs> oh, there's so much to talk about today. We've got some uh, some fabulous guests. It's a panoply of interesting tales from the American heartland and the coasts and Alaska. I don't know. Oh, heartland okay. just sounded like a good way to end the sentence. Mailbag! Oh, hey, listen, you ought to know this. You want to register your opinion on something we talk about? You want to turn us on to a story we ought to be talking about? Email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Again, that's mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. The freedom-loving quote of the day, a tradition here. Usually a, a great thinker, writer, uh, leader. Today, uh, frequent correspondent Jashan sent along uh, a quote from Doug Kerrigan, who's a farmer in North Carolina. It's an article uh, about automation and farming, but he said the following. A lot of Americans have become lazy. They want a paycheck. They don't want a job. Why is that our freedom-loving quote of the day? Well, I will tell you. How do you like people who ask a question and then answer it? I'll tell you my opinion on those people. <laughs> How many people do you think like that approach? Not many. It is it is a good technique to get to ask and answer the questions you want. <laughs> yeah. I have known people who overuse it, though. And once you notice, it starts to make you crazy. It's a good technique. Yeah. Um. So but on that, though. But uh, can I answer the question? Okay. All right. First of all, you cannot be independent if you're dependent. To be groveling for the government for your daily bread is a humiliating and rotten way to live your life. It changes your it changes your soul. It changes the way you look at everything. It's not to be aspired to. If you find yourself in tough times and you have to fall back on that, having been a taxpayer, well, that's perfectly appropriate. It's great. Just you know, you gotta if to save your soul, look at it as oh man, things have gotten so crappy. I got to depend on the bureaucratic mess that is the government. What is it, Sean? I, here's here's the deal. If you raise your hand, this is like second grade. If you raise your hand, assume I have seen you. Okay. If you keep your hand in the air, it's very distracting. What what about both? <laughs> like you just don't care? Yes. Put your hands in the air. <laughs> what is it? I feel that there is a vast majority, or there is a significant portion of the workforce that already has that relationship with their employer. To transfer that relationship to the government seems like a small step for them. Uh, 
the the grot like I am I am simply dependent upon this company that does not care about me. I'm an anonymous cog performing an arbitrary function. <laughs> right, right. Sex is often the case. Yeah, psychologically, that's that that may be true. Uh, well, yeah, I would suggest you take captaincy of your own life and not uh, not run it like that. I'm but, not yeah. going to take credit for some sort of like internal something or other for the fact that I decided to work for my living. I think it's because I didn't think there was any other option. It was necessity. Exactly. And, and if you design a society where that's no longer true, you will fundamentally change that society. Right. Which So my point would be, if, you, if people don't want to work anymore, that's like complaining your kids are spoiled. Who spoiled them? Yeah. Um, uh, interesting point. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's the, the, the different sides, the opposite sides of the same coin. Here's uh, Jared in Missouri making sure we're aware of, of course, we know the uh, the onion, but have you seen the libertarian... Uh, right, Christian satire website, The Babylon Bee. I have indeed. There's also a very funny parody news website. Some of their headlines uh, in the last day or two. Nation's liberals devastated after learning hate crime didn't actually happen. There's uh, a lot of full-on truth to that. Oh, yeah. Elizabeth has m- most humor. Which yeah. is an interesting, uh, an interesting way to look at something. Elizabeth Warren claims two men in colonial outfits assaulted her with smallpox-infested blankets. Oh, jeez. And uh, that, that one's just trying too hard. Uh, not that previous one. I enjoyed that previous one. That was the next one. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Jared. Uh, Bernie Sanders, drink of choice. I'm going to get me a sarsaparilla. <laughs> That's a pretty that, good one. That is funny. <laughs> Randy in San Jose, California. Oh, that's funny. Listening to a certain three-letter radio station uh, says there's a raging debate about the kiss. The World War II victory of VJ Day oh, really? kiss. About is it sexual assault? Hashtag me too. Are we going to revisit everything in our history? Apparently, Randy. Here's a motivational poster featuring a quote from you, Jack Armstrong. Congratulations. This was put together by Sarah. If you want to watch The View, don't ever come near me. <laughs> that's, a most, that's a good motivational poster. Yeah. Marshall's News next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. We got this text, Marshall, about your celebrity birthdays and net worths. I believe the net worth site you're checking has the same crack research team as the plastic. I'm sorry, we're breaking up. We're, we're having signal problems. Yeah. Is that a technical issue? I'm, I'm not actually sure. taking issue with this. I don't care. I don't care if you make it up off the top of your head whenever you do the celebrity birthdays. But I thought this was funny. I believe it's the same crack research team that did the plastic straw studies. <laughs> Which is funny. It's the, the best guesstimate available to mankind. We were at a restaurant the other day, got our waters, no yep. straws, and my wife was bothered, and I said, this is because of that nine-year-old's third grade paper. Right? That's why. Right? That's why we don't have plastic straws here. Um, <laughs> Lady Gaga and her fiancé have called off their wedding. We will what? do We have live team coverage. Yes. We'll do an entire hour on that. What's happened to the America I knew? How can you believe in love in these times? Right. I, I just don't know. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, Andrew McCabe's still out there making the rhymester in the pot while appearing yeah, on... Yeah, and, and it's, it reminds me of Comey's book yeah. and, and several others, actually. These anti-Trump books that have come out. Very strong start. Then when they get drilled down into, they kind of back off some of their claims yeah. here and there, and it just gets a little weird. Well, at least those books don't have incredibly self-aggrandizing titles. Like... 
Higher duty and wolf threat. <laughs> Back to Marshall. While appearing on CNN's Anderson Cooper last night, former acting FBI Director McCabe made another bombshell comment about President Trump when Cooper asked, Do you still believe the president could be a Russian asset? I think it's possible. I think that's why we started our investigation. And I'm really anxious to see where Director Mueller concludes that. Well, then get him on the phone and tell him to hurry up. <laughs> that comment coming days after he outlined on uh, Sunday to CBS, claiming current uh, Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein brought up the use of the 25th Amendment in regards to President Trump and removing the president. Well, today, McCabe's backing off that a bit, telling MSNBC... It is not something that I'm aware of. He took any action to pursue. I don't know about any other meetings that included discussions of it. Uh, it was simply one thing, one topic, um, in the midst of a whole host of issues that we were thinking about. The headline is, it's not in the book. That is amazing. Yeah. You didn't feel strongly enough. I mean, it's an amazing thing. Sure. It's never been done. You get a couple of people together and think, we got to get rid of the president. This person's so crazy or whatever they are. Russian agent, whatever they think. But he didn't see it as a big enough deal to put in the book. And the entire premise of the book is Trump is unfit to serve and meddles with uh, justice. Did did you come away from the 60 Minutes episode Sunday night? Would you have thought, well, that's not even in the book? Uh, No, I heard it for the last time yesterday and was amazed. Of course. Did I say last time? First time. I heard it for the first time, yeah. It's 60 minutes. Now, 60 minutes does some uh, editing that is not always fair. Um, uh, Elon Musk complained about that and put out the raw footage, and it was pretty interesting the way they would make something not dramatic seem really dramatic, Mm. that Elon Musk said, by the way they edit. But they made the focus of that story be the whole 25th Amendment conversation. And to McCabe, it's not a big enough deal. And he's trying to sell books. You'd think he'd go beyond what is even okay with stuff in the book. And this didn't make the book. You know, look, love McCabe or hate him, he's a cop. Career cop. And it could be that he was approaching what was in the book and what was not as a cop. And now that he's full-time in the publishing game... And that's uh, the only thing anybody wants to talk about. He might, he, you know, he might approach it a little differently. You think he wishes it was in the book? Yeah, the throw in anything that'll fit. <laughs> the more sensational, the better. And then, after meeting with Rod Rosenstein, when he brought up the 25th Amendment, I passed by a homeless guy who suggested we assassinate Trump. Assassinating the president, I thought. Mm. I mean, just throw in anything. But doesn't that seem weird? Wouldn't it be a fair question to say, if you didn't think it was a big enough deal to even put in the book, the whole book being about how you think Trump's out of control and right. everything, right. that, that why, why is it even worth mentioning it to anybody? Ask Scott Pelley. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I've got to give points to McCabe, who thought, eh, it was just a casual conversation, went nowhere. But but Scott Pelley and and, and and CBS went crazy with it. So your your take is maybe just McCabe has a bad sense of what's interesting. It should have been in the book. Yes, and or he just thought that conversation went nowhere. It's of no significance. It was it was a whim. It was discussed for ten seconds, hmm. um, which is a cop's way of looking at it and a reasonable way of looking at it. But you know the the fake news people went crazy. McCabe, the, the first, although his first answer should have been, it was a brief conversation that it meant nothing. It's not even in the book. You yeah, might want to mention that. No, right. There's no point in discussing it. It was it was a big nothing, Scott. Do you have any other questions? McCabe also... Do I have any other questions? 
he'd respond in that annoying style. <laughs> McCabe also claiming top legislators, both Democrats and Republicans, were briefed about the various investigations into the president and no one objected. Former Representative Trey Gowdy says McCabe's playing the system. That Devin and Paul knew about it and had no problem with it. That's exactly what he's getting at. And the reason he's doing it this way is Devin and Paul are, are not allowed to discuss anything that is said in a gang of eight meeting. And McCabe knows that. So he can level the accusation and Paul and Devin cannot. Well, and what McCabe is, is hinting at is that uh, any Republicans having any objections at this point are hypocrites because they were informed all along. But I've heard him talking about this a lot. And I'm picturing myself being one of those guys in the meeting and him saying, and keeping in mind that virtually everything uh, that the FBI had was classified at the early stages of it. I picture him saying, yeah, we're investigating the possibility. And, uh, you know, it's an ongoing thing and, and, and giving a fairly brief recitation of why they're doing it. And if I'm Mitch McConnell, I'm sitting there thinking, what the hell? Really? I'm keeping my mouth shut. And I, I understand that completely. Not grilling them and getting into it. Just thinking, right. what do they have? What is going on here? So, I don't know. It's, but it's, Trey Gowdy doesn't think it happened. He doesn't think he briefed the Gang of Eight. He, he finds it, it yeah. impossible to believe that Paul Ryan and, uh, and Devin Nunez never indicated to him in any way... That there was another investigation going on through right. this entire time? We have another find clip. That pretty shocking. We have another clip from Trey. I listened to Devin and Paul quiz the DOJ and the FBI for hours on multiple occasions about the one counterintelligence investigation we all knew about it. I find it stunning that they would know about a second one and not say a single solitary word. I don't know. Hmm, interesting. Trey Gowdy, straight shooter, no doubt. On another note right now, we have got important information. If you are thinking about jumping into this new craze, the FDA is warning about the craze. It has people injecting the blood of the young, people younger than them, into their body in efforts to look and stay younger. Well, Calling it a craze, but editorializing yeah, there, Marshall. Yeah, when, when, you, when you call it a fake news, when you call it a craze, <laughs> it sounds like the cinnamon challenge. Now, <laughs> I am running down the street with a, with a syringe. Jabbing it into young people and then injecting. There are doctors. Doctors. Um, <laughs> hey, somebody's got to be last in their class at medical school. There are medical professionals that are doing this as a business. Yes. Right. And I have an appointment at 2 this afternoon, <laughs> so go on, do. Several companies offering infusions of plasma. Yes, the blood of the young. The FDA. Nothing counts so much as blood. What That's are you right. doing with the blood? <laughs> Laying around watching video games. Right. Give me I, some of that. I yeah. have things to do. The FDA says claims that say such infusions. Fusions help treat various aging conditions are not at all supported by the evidence. That's like your opinion, man. Going on and on about evidence. What kind of science is that? You left off yet. (laughs) I I really want this to work. You talk about weird class structure in America. That will be a big political thing. When people who are older and have money can start buying blood from from young or poor people. Usually <laughs> willingly. Yes, listen. Yes. Why are you always whining about this? This is perfect. The, the, the blood, you replenish your blood supply. It's like being a farmer. You're a young blood farmer. You're selling your youthful, energetic blood to guys like me. So we'll Everybody wear... Everybody wins. We'll wear bib overalls with no shirts, I guess. 
Blood Farmer, we're a heck of a band, man. And listen, listen. My donors are only strapped down for their safety. So they're in the facility I've built. You don't want them to thrash around and get hurt? Right, exactly. Exactly. They should have read the entire contract. We the people on this farm. That's your No, you clicked that you agreed to this. Right. That's your Sorry. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Oh, you want to get out of the agreement now? That's funny. Hmm. Ask Mark Zuckerberg about that sort of thing. I know the law. Now lie still. <laughs> now lie still. Got dark at the uh, end. Yeah, I did. That's a, that phrase is never good. Um, no. So there are some people talking about the age of uh, a number of the candidates that are in the race, with Bernie jumping in yesterday. Bernie's got the 1 o'clock appointment today before me. He wants your blood. (laughs) So we got some poll numbers and stuff on that. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. How many milkshakes did I have last night? Two. How many milkshakes should a person ever have? A grown man? Zero. No reason to ever have a milkshake. Two. I had two last night. If I'm at a dessertery and I order a milkshake and they do the thing where you got the glass with the milkshake and then the 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 silver metal yeah. cup with the is that still count as one milkshake? Mm, I'd count that as one. All right, I'm, I'm but safe. I had two. Um, so Bernie Sanders becomes the latest candidate over seventy to uh, to run for. I think I'll have me a sarsaparilla. Uh, that is the funniest <laughs> thing I've heard in a week. It was amusing, <laughs> and um. There are now five septuagenarians. Is that how you say that? Close. Uh, who are who are running? Who are serious about running? Anyway, all would be over seventy, and he's the senior member of them. They would all be over seventy when sworn in on January twentieth, uh, two thousand twenty-one. Um, you've got Sanders, who would be seventy-nine when he was sworn in. Partnery, <laughs> older than Reagan was when he left office. Well, yeah, oh. Reagan being. Old was, if you're not old enough to remember, um, was a big deal. That that was a big deal. Is he too old to run originally? Is he too old to have a second term? And then does he still have all his faculties throughout that second term? It was a, right. an ongoing conversation. Mm-hmm. And should we have somebody that old? We would now have somebody going into office, older yeah. than he was when he left. Now, I realize that our, our view of age and health and life expectancy has all changed, but not that much since the late 80s. And it varies so much person to person. Of but, course. Um, I, I've seen the future. It's uh, Bernie is the Veep. Kamala Bernie, for instance. That sort of thing. Bernie would be 79 on election on on um, inauguration day. Biden would be 78. Bloomberg would be 78. I didn't realize that. He's older in the hills also. Yeah. Elizabeth Warren would be 71. And Trump, if he's reelected, will be 74. Wow. Trump! On the day <laughs> That's of right, Cardi. That's they would, the guy. They would all be older than Reagan, who uh, began his second term at 73, which counts as young today. 
Wow. He was the oldest person to ever take the oath of, oath of office at 73. So he'd be the youth movement in the Democratic Party. <laughs> Who's this rookie, they would say to him. To yeah. These days? What do you know? You need a little life experience, boy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, latest polling is out. And, uh, you know, you got to take this with more than a grain of salt. A big, giant salt lick like you put in a pen full of cattle. Oh, yeah. Or something. <laughs> um, Real Clear Politics average has Biden in first place at 27.3%. i got to like somebody really well before I share a salt lick. Or a, like a lollipop. Yeah. I mean, really well. Yeah. Yeah. We all took a drink out of a milkshake last night, and I thought that's uh, that's that's some pretty close sharing right there. You oh, don't do that with anybody. That's a family with your thing, kids, though. sure. Yeah, you course, don't care, but of course, um, they have your genes, man. With you all around here, I wouldn't share oh, a milkshake straw with you. It's disgusting, gross. Uh, Biden's in first place by a lot at twenty-seven percent in the current average of all the polls that are out there, uh, up ten points over Bernie Sanders. Uh, then Kamala Harris, way down at 11. Elizabeth Warren still hanging at 7.5. She's going to disappear. I'll bet she drops out before you ever get to the debate. Do you think she'll even last till the debate? Uh, no. I think money well, dries yeah, up. Yeah, she'll last till the debate. I think money dries up completely. For Just her. because the debates are in June, is it? Yeah. Um, This year, which is just radically different from the last time around. It's only four months away. And I realize the fix was in last time, but that doesn't mean you have to have the debates, you know, a full year and a half. Before the election. I mean, that's just Looney Tunes. She's got the same lane as Bernie, and she's got all those flaws. Right. You know. Right. Plus, she's a woman. Nobody'd vote for a woman. And <laughs> that was that was parody. And, that was sarcasm. And Take Beto, it easy. Francis O'Rourke is oh, please. at 6.8%. So you're, there's your top uh, I got a $1,000 Beto. He's not in the final three. Well, he's not going to run for president, I don't think. No. Um, but so Biden, Sanders, Harris, Warren, O'Rourke, that, that's where you are currently. What do you think of my Bernie is Veep theory? And by the way, because you get his energy, you get his cred, you give him a portfolio, as they would say in England. Uh, you say, we're going to put Bernie in charge of income equality in America as my vice president. And, uh, and, 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 and Kamala at the top of the ticket. I think if I'm a Democrat, I'm thinking in those terms. I think to get the, I think to get any of the field burn out of it, you'd have to really run as practically a co-presidency. I just, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if people ever feel like, well, my ideas are still in there with the vice president. I don't know if people ever feel that way. Well, that's why she would have to do, like I said, she would have to, uh, like uh, Clinton did with Gore. Elevate him yeah. to he is going to be the most significant vice president in American history because you can say anything. Sure. But say right. uh, where I'm putting him in charge of income inequality. And and I would say at the moment it seems like he's slipping. That he's not going to be the president and his fans start to lose heart. If I'm Kamala Harris, that's when I announce that if I'm nominated, Bernie Sanders is my vice president. I think one. that could be a master stroke. It's a good one. They may uh, they might have too much antipathy between them before they get there, as she came out yesterday with the whole, I don't vilify success, I'm not a socialist stuff. Yeah. To, to try to separate herself very quickly. Right, but, uh, yeah, that's well, we, true, but there we, have been stranger bedfellows oh, yeah, oh, than yeah. that. We, we all know how they make up after that. Day. And but keeping anyway. in mind, it is now, yeah, as we exactly. speak, uh, February of 2019, was, and we could be involved in two world wars, a recession, <laughs> and a Mars landing. <laughs> Between now and the primaries. <laughs> now, does the Mars landing have to do with one of the world wars, or is it part of it? Yeah, we just um, uh, before the Ruskies get it. I was mostly just interested in the age thing. I mean, it, it, it's it's stunning that it seems like there's such a youth movement going on, and we have by 
far, by not even close, our old, our oldest field of front runners yeah. that we've ever had in U.S. history. It is interesting. Yeah. Uh, Whatever. Yeah. 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 Bernie's th- Bernie's real. Biden is not. I've been saying that all along. I will continue to say, forget Biden. Forget Biden. If you're putting $10 on every candidate, don't bet, don't waste your $10 on Biden. Okay. I have Biden not happening. In the same place you have Bernie, I think he'll be a, another Veep contender. The eternal Veep. Yeah. Nah, I don't know. He's a jackass. I, I think he's, all he has is <laughs> Mr. President, sir. Uh, all he has is name recognition. Now, he, he could be an asset with the white working class voters that were lost to Trump. I will grant you that. Mm. That's that's a big thing in his favor, but it, I don't know. I don't know. How old's Biden? He's uh, he's up there too. I guess. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Seventies. Yeah. 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 Um, so Lady Gaga has called off her engagement. I, I only bring that up because I think it's interesting that a lot of your stars, like a Lady Gaga or an Ariana Grande, they're not just pretending through their songs to be like super emotional and everything like that. Mm. They actually are. Yeah. This is Lady Gaga's third engagement. Um, so yeah, these people are actually what they are appearing to be very dramatic up and down sort of people. Right. It, it's kind it of goes with the uh, line of work. Did you ever watch TLC's that's the learning channel, but if you want to learn, in fact, you get a degree, <laughs> just watch every night. The is learning that, channel. Is that a thing? <laughs> if you want to become educated, watch the learning channel. I don't know if you ever watched my 600 pound life, but the guy that was the star of it died yesterday oh, boy. at age 29. Turns, oh Lord. Turns out there's a downside to being, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. morbidly obese. Yeah. yeah, holy cow! Died yeah. at twenty nine. He was the focus of that show. That got a lot of uh, a lot of attention and some complaints for exploitive, cruel, that sort of thing. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it is or not. I don't know. I've watched those shows. And was that who Lady Gaga was engaged to? No, those, those are two, two different stories. Two completely separate stories. Hey, you lost me there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the engagement is off. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's gone now. So who is secretly buying up real estate across America? Secretly. Forging agreements where the town fathers can't even say who's buying up all the real estate and getting enormous tax breaks. And it's being seen by some as kind of underhanded. Here's a hint. Why don't you Google it? You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> 